Welcome to the Natural Running Network. My name is Richard Diaz, and what I hope to do is introduce you to some amazing athletes and luminaries from the sports science community, and what has come to be expected, I'll provide some highly opinionated rants on all aspects of endurance sports and my current favorite, obstacle course racing. Now sit tight, grab a cup of coffee, and let's do this. Okay, here I am again. Believe it or not, it's like two podcasts in le less than two weeks, which is amazing. It's a record for me, I think. I'm probably developing an endurance for this. And uh, I had reached out to an organization that just came onto my radar recently, which is Platinum Rig. And Many people in the obstacle course racing community know who these people are because they make some amazing rigs. But as it turns out, I saw a post that was on Facebook. I think it was Ryan Atkins that, you know, posted the fact that he was going to be competing in an, a platinum rig event. And I'm like, wait a tick, another obstacle course racing company in the States. And so I started chasing it down. I was excited to see it. And I thought, I reached out immediately and said, look, I would love to talk to somebody from your camp that can, you know, shed some light on what's going on. And because I have people that have no idea that you're actually even in the event business and the fact that you're actually going to be holding uh, a major event in the U.S. this year, which just has taken me by surprise completely. So they put me on to this young lady whose name I will butcher and i apologize emphatically being french that she is and me not being french i'm going to try it anyway it's elaine dumay perfect i did perfect, it perfect richard yes you got it the first time wow <laughs> so let's just don't ask me to do it again <laughs> no that's it you're good <laughs> all right so now um knowing that i'm going to speak with this young lady i you know, due diligence, and I started finding out about her. And this is an accomplished athlete. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at the list, and I thought, well, maybe it's stuff she did a while back. But no, I, I'm just going to kind of laundry list a little bit. You, you have to bear with me because I think it's important that you know who I'm speaking with. She was third, this is this, uh, this past year, third in the Swiss Peaks 360K. This is a, a, a trail race, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yes. Third in the Gasparicia? Gasparicia. Gasparicia. Yep. It's a 100 miler or K? Okay. Yes, 100 mile. Okay. Second in the Lumberjack Challenge Ottawa Marathon. So I'm assuming mm -hmm. this is a trail marathon? No, it's actually a road uh, okay. marathon, but the Lumberjack Challenge is four distances back to back. Okay. So did. Okay, cool. And then, well, so it's. <laughs> It's not a marathon. It's, it's uh, yes. The, 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 the last distance is the marathon. Okay. And then uh, what really caught my attention and I actually did a little research here is first and only woman to ever finish the infinity infinitus 888 kilometer. It's a trail event, right? Yes. Correct. In Vermont. Yep. And uh, this is put on by the endurance society. Correct. Yep. And I know, I know those guys. 
Uh-huh. Amazing guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've actually done clinics in Vermont. So I think that was the connection. We were looking to have some of those folks out to participate in a couple of the clinics I did out that way. And I mean, I can go on and on and on. I mean, there's just a, an amazing, amazing list of events that you've participated in and actually smashed, which <laughs> is really, really impressive. I look back here, you were second in the Spartan Race Ultra Beast in Killington in 2014. Mm -hmm. uh, 18 podiums out of 26 races in 2014. Mm -hmm. I went from the, <laughs> the top of the list to the bottom of the list. And all the stuff in the middle I haven't talked about, which are probably even more entertaining. What was your favorite event that you participated in that was probably the most grueling? Wow. So as you, as you can see, I like long distance, ultra long distances. Uh, grueling, maybe the spine race. It's a uh, 267 mile across uh, Great Britain in winter. Uh, so it's just, you know, Great Britain is just gray, rainy, foggy, bugs, dark. <laughs> so basically a six and a half days nonstop uh, crawling through that. Um, so across England and the northern uh, Scotland. Wow. So that was grueling. <laughs> that was brutal. <laughs> now, but I'm looking at your list too, and it looks like uh, you came in second in the uh, Fuego Iagua in 16, 2016? Yes, right. It's actually very uh, of actuality because right now the 100K uh, is happening pretty soon uh, this year. I have a lot of friends that are participating in that event. Oh, yeah. This is an amazing event, an amazing organization, Fuego Iagua. They've put up, of course, the Survivor Run, which I did uh, complete, uh, finished in, um, in 2016 as well. So not only I completed, <laughs> I won. <laughs> yeah, you came the, first. Uh, the, the Survivor Run and became the first woman at that time to ever finish that event after four years of uh, the races uh, ongoing. I'm 24 sorry. hours later, just I did the 100K and wow. finished second. Wow. Uh, and it's on an island. <laughs> All right. So the reason the reason I got you on, obviously, we kind of got off point, but I just, such an illustrious career so far, I just could not help but shedding light on it. I wanted to talk to you about this Platinum Rig series. Now, it sounds to me like this has been going on in Canada for a while. Um, so Platinum Rig is a Canadian company. They built rig, uh, custom-made rigs. And so most of their clients are gyms and obstacle course races. And so they have the most um, solid stuff out there, <laughs> to my knowledge. And uh, the design, like, it's super rob robust. Um, and, uh, of course, they made their um, – they got known a lot in the races – um, either uh, racers, they would buy a rig uh, custom-made for the race, or they would rent it. And um, so not only in Canada, but then in the U.S., they got known. And then they started to do events as well. So it started maybe two or three years ago, a uh, smaller event, not 24-hour events, but uh, something like that. So a more compact course, like a 200-meter uh, filled with obstacle back to back to back um, in different format in team in solo 
Uh, you could just go there and train. And we had coaches also that would give clinics. So we started, they started that doing these festival, platinum ring festivals. And then last year, they created the first uh, 24-hour platinum ring championship. It was a success. It was a blast. And so right away, we have this, the, another one coming up for 2020 in Canada and the world championship in the U.S. So let me ask you, what, given that it's a Canadian company, and uh, again, I'm assuming they're based out of Quebec? Mm-hmm, correct, yeah. What was the interest of putting on an event in the U.S.? Popularity. People like uh, Platinum Ring. A lot of people from the uh, obstacle uh, course racing world, they know. <laughs> they, they know the reputation of Platinum Rig, um, obstacles and rigs. And so uh, it's very, of course, they're known for their rigs. You know, a combination of grips going from monkey bars, nunchuck to rings, foot rings. Also, then they got some mini rigs, so very low. You, you have to really be kind of flexible and have a good <laughs> core strength to go through these without touching the ground. So more and more, they created rig or obstacle uh, in races, and they, got, uh, they started their reputation like that. People like, ooh. Well, they're going to be a platinum rig. Well, they're going to be a platinum rig, um, and so, so yeah, uh, Battle Frog, which is no more. They had the biggest uh, platinum rig you could find out there. They had like three or four. Uh, the World Championship bought one. There's another one that has been sold to uh, Other World Fitness in Maryland. But so these kind of unique uh, pieces um, uh, are out there still from those races, the, the Battle Frog series. So I have a client that uh, I spoke to just yesterday, and she had been participating in Tough Mudder World Championships. Mm-hmm. She likes to go long. She likes the 24-hour. And um, I had mentioned to her the fact that you were going to be producing an event or your folks are going to produce mm-hmm. an event in Delaware, August of this year. And I thought, you know, this is a novel opportunity given the absence of the event that you love, but it's going to be different because it's closed course. I believe it's what 800 meters is the course now. Yes. So the, that new format, the 24-hour championship, whether in Canada or now the world uh, championship in U.S., it's a 800-meter course. So right. basically, and by the way, it's going to be uh, close to New York. Uh, we're just about to find the, the best location, the best venue, uh, you know, for the, the design of the event. So, we're just, so it's, it's, it's going to be somewhere uh, around New York, New York City. And so the, that 800-meter course, it's on a uh, track or, you know, a horse track, look like. So you go, you, it's in teams of four. One teammate go at a time. The goal is to complete as many laps as possible uh, in 24 hours. Um, every teammate must, uh, to the minimum, complete 20% of the distance. Then after that, strategies are limitless all right (laughs) and so the course 
um, on that 800 meter, basically you run inside the course, which is a 400, usually a 400 meter track, and then filled with obstacles. And then you go on the outside, kind of reverse uh, of that track. So which gives you uh, 800 meter, again, filled with obstacle. Now, uh, it's the, the cool thing is that it's, it constantly changed. It's not the same boring <laughs> lap you do over and over and over. Obstacle will close. Obstacle will open different. They will change, transform. Sometimes you will have all, most of all the obstacle open. So you can get, you, you could be facing 40 obstacles back to back. Some laps, you could, be, you could have a lot of uh, the obstacle close. So you have maybe more running uh, involved. And uh, all the obstacles are designed, you know, we kind of dialed in the difficulty so that it's doable over 24 hours, right? We will have, of course, grip strength obstacle, but uh, doable <laughs> because, of course, grip strength can, can, can fatigue uh, way faster. So you can see Cargonet, uh, Jilly Ladder, uh, Parallels, um, uh, balance beam carries over and under uh, some rigs, of course, you know, rings and uh, monkey bars, uh, some throwing uh, station, some pegboards, name it. We get no a lot. No mud. That's the cool thing, too. <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to do like a parallel, a comparison of other 24 hour formats out there. So this one is unique because there's no mud. <laughs> and no getting wet. No, no getting wet. It's again, the focus is on the obstacles. They are all mandatory, but bear with me. Again, they're doable, right? It's not crazy difficult. Uh, so even if you do have obstacle that might be challenging for one of your teammates or because you're tired, uh, you have other options to be able to keep going. So either you'll have like a, an option B right there at that station, which could be easier, doable, but longer. Let's say instead of uh, a rig or an Irish table, you just go one over and now you get tired, you can, you can no more <laughs> muscling up. And so another option would be maybe like an agility ladder to go over plus a carry. So of course it's gonna be longer to do that option B but it's still gonna allow you to uh, keep moving forward. Got it. I got a couple of questions while you're, while you're sharing this. Uh, mm -hmm. My first thought was, you're gonna open and close some of the obstacles. How do you define yes. when to do it? So for, let's, say, let's say, for example, uh, I, I assume you're gonna let these people out at the same time, correct? So correct. you're not gonna have waves. It's gonna be everybody's gonna go when the gun yep. goes off. Um, so do you so wait, do you wait till everyone gets through the 800 meters before you make a decision to change something or, because I would, I would think that there would come a time where if someone wanted to slow down and wait for a, you know, the, the mm -hmm. change, that would be in their best interest. Yeah. Well, the tricky part is that no one knows when or which obstacle will be closed or will be open. The only thing everybody know is uh, if there's a change, it's gonna be at 
uh, every 10, 10 minutes, meaning um, 11 and 10 or 11 and 50. So that's the only thing everybody knows. After that, what, when, where, which obstacle, just the organization has the power <laughs> to do that. And so, again, it's not about uh, having the fastest guy or the strongest guy. It's about um, making the best strategy. Let's, and so you're constantly like you're in the track, right? So you can see everything all the time. You can observe, you can even like, uh, you know, encourage and coach your teammate on some stuff. And let's say, oh, they just closed this one. Okay, you know, you go for the next one because you're stronger for this or vice versa. So you're constantly in communication with your team. And uh, so, you, again, in a team of four, there's only one teammate at a time that do a lap. Then uh, you can tag one of your teammates or you can go back again for another lap. Let's say I'm an excellent runner. <laughs> so maybe it's it's it happened in the last event that through the night at some point was kind of quiet but more i don't know people were maybe more tired or it was quieter and at some point almost all the obstacles were closed so it was okay let's run <laughs> so you got it you want to send your fastest runner <laughs> whereas if they will open a uh, maybe more grip strength uh, obstacle so now you sent your your stronger, your stronger guy or uh, woman to do these. How do you keep track of all that? So at the uh, relay um, start finish section, there's like a huge board. And when you do finish a lap, you write your time and your name or your number. And so that big board is, is there. So you can see all the team, how do they progress? How many laps they got? It's kind of fun, exciting. Yeah, to yeah it sounds like a lot of fun. I'm just trying. I'm assuming, and, and I haven't seen it, but you help me with this. Because mm -hmm. it's a world championships we're speaking of in the States, there's mm -hmm. going to be money involved, correct? Yes. Uh, so, $10,000 in prize and money for the uh, team championship and 10000 in prize and money for the solo championship because you can do it solo if you want. So now you're, it's just you and the course for 24 hours. So when you say prize and money, is that collectively valued at 10,000 or do you get 10,000? Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. coll collectively. So I don't know in details, okay. but now the cool thing also with that is that it's a progressive purse. So we we're starting at 10,000. The more registration, uh, it's going to go higher. It's going to uh -huh. go up. So share, <laughs> register, <Yeah. laughs> it's going to go high. Okay, and, and now, um, so the, the reason I asked that question is that keeping track of what the person that's vying for the, the win has mm -hmm. done, would, I just seem, seems like that would be so difficult to figure out. No, uh, no, no. Again, that big board, it's very accurate. It's, you can see it because every lap are uh, numbered. So you can see like uh, the progression, how many laps they got, how many laps they got. So you get all the teams lined up, like on the left, and then up, you get all the laps. And so let's say, you know, team okay. A. Uh, so then for a solo, they, the same thing? Yep. So the, the, if you're racing solo, you have to stop every lap and write down that you've done a lap? 
Wow. Takes a half a second. Well, a second. Apparently. There's like marker, just your time. Boom. You can't just have somebody, you know, wave at them and say, okay, put my number up. <laughs> it, would, it would make a, too many people in that area. Yeah. All right. No, that, that's part of the game. Everybody uh, has to write it. So. <laughs> how many people do you expect will participate in this first go around? Oh, that's an excellent question. I don't know what's the capacity. I have no clue. <laughs> well, and, uh, well, you've seen these events before, correct? Yes. So how many people do they typically run through an event? I'm not good with numbers. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't have what to be nice. Just, so, for example, uh, like? registration for X event in Canada, how many, on average, how many mm. people would you say participate? I think we had... Three to four hundred people last okay. time. Okay. Got and it. And so in teams and was there any solo? I don't know if that uh, option was open last year. Okay. Uh, now I don't know. Depending on which venue uh, we will choose for the U.S., uh, who knows if we can take more people than that. Okay. But, well, that, uh, so that puts it yeah. into perspective because yeah, you know, uh, for example, Tough Mudder, we got we got a thousand people or something like this, or more more. Yeah. It's difficult yeah. to, uh, I was just trying to imagine how you would control a thousand people on an 800 meter course and yeah. everybody have to get off and be accountable for what they did. And, and you said that yeah. uh, uh, each member has to do a minimum of 20% of the, the laps, correct? Yes, yes. So if you collectively as a team uh, did a hundred miles, somebody, everybody on the team has to do at least 20 miles. Correct. Okay. All right. So I'm just trying to put it into yeah. perspective because yeah. it's different, right? And people are going to have these yes. questions. And... Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, so yeah. again, and it's, it is counted not in miles, but in, in lap. Okay. You know, some lap can take, if all the obstacles are open, it may take a little bit longer to do a lap. Whereas sure. if there's less obstacle open, it may take less time. Uh, but everybody is exposed to the same thing at the same time. Right. So, so you could be racing and not even know how many freaking miles you've done. <laughs> if I go to the track to do a track workout and the yeah. idea having to run like five kilometers on the track. Yeah. You know, after about six laps, you're like, oh, did I do nine or did I do five? <laughs> right. Right. Now for that, again, you can keep count with the big board and also at your tent. Uh, so each um, team has an area, a tent they can set up and they can have a crew. So the crew is uh, is also a good uh, a good one to um, to help keep the count, keep the the, the, the score also for the twenty percent. Okay, everybody's done at least twenty percent, and maybe to help with the strategy, uh, you know, because they can have their eyes uh, open the whole time. Ooh, looks like they're going to open this one, or looks like they're closing this one. Okay, next time we should send this guy uh, who wants to take a nap. You know, all yeah. the, the strategies are again limitless. Uh, most of, I've seen most of the team last last year. They would go, you know, they had that order. Teammate one, one, two, three, four. They would go one after the other, in that order. Um, but if, for example, again, uh, something, someone is an expert in, let's say, throwing stuff, and there's that obstacle, uh, throwing something. Okay, maybe you're gonna do maybe a couple laps or two. Or are you going to send again your runner when there's more running involved and less obstacles open? 
Got it. Well, it's certainly different. If nothing else, it's mm -hmm. going to be very different. And that's, that's kind of refreshing, you know, I mean. Yeah, it's refreshing because again, it's constantly varied. Uh, so it's not boring hearing the same and the same and the same. Right. Uh, even like one obstacle may change. So you're going to see it like, okay, it's a six feet uh, wall. Then, ooh, they made it inverted. Ooh, they made it incline on the other way. Okay. <laughs> um, so that same wall came, can, two, can have two or three. Things. Yes. Uh, yeah. A cargo net can be an A-frame and then what? They, they change it in a different position. Oh, you got to crawl under or over. Now, you also, uh, there's also going to be a 12 and I believe a four hour event. Is that all tied to? Yes. The main event, of course, is the 24 hour championship. But uh, there's also going to be uh, a secondary event, a 12 hour as well as a four hour. Uh, all of these, uh, so you can go and compete uh, as elite. So if if you do, of course, all the obstacles are mandatory. You got to respect the the rules, and uh, every team must have at least one woman. Uh -huh. Whereas if you're not in, you you decide to not be in the competitive uh, crew. Uh, I think you, it doesn't matter. You can be four guys or four women. You yeah. know, you just want to have a good time, but uh, no prize, no cashing prizes. Got it. No. So everybody goes out together. I assume that they're, you're going to separate people by different colored bibs or something like that, right? All the team has their own bib uh, with their name of the team. Okay. And uh, they have a number. Okay. So that's cool too because you really can follow, you know, all the spectators and the other uh, uh, participant. They can really follow everything. It's not mm -hmm. like, who's this guy or who's that one? I don't know. It's all written on them. <laughs> so you know who's where and what and, and where uh, all the time. So the last event that I think you told me that there, there was a 24-hour event in Canada already? Yes, last year. What was the, what was the winning time or distance? Uh, what was it? I had it in notes somewhere. Unfortunately, I don't know where I put this note. Okay, well, it's okay. So just give me a sense of uh, what you feel would be uh, a reasonable accomplishment to win, distance-wise. If I'm correct, okay, I'm just speculating, but the average time of doing a lap was, I don't want to, between 7 to 12 minutes. Okay. If I'm correct, some lap would be like four or five minutes, you know, at first and with the, the fastest guy, depending what are the obstacle. But as an average for the, the, the fastest team. And so if you make a, a 25 <laughs> minutes a mile. Again, forget about the miles. Forget about the distance. We're <laughs> talking about laps. Okay. So 24 hour divided by, you know, seven to let's say 10 minutes. Eight, eight, nine minutes, how many laps can you put in there? So that would be your score. Okay. <laughs> 24 hours divided by 800 meters. By eight minutes. Well, but I mean, yeah, it's, so it's 800. Yeah. So you, you realize that in America, everybody wants to think in terms of miles. I, I really <laughs> yes. wish, I yes. wish we, we could get hip and, and just all <laughs> right? share. In Colorado, the rest of the world. <laughs> Celsius, right. 
it, it drives me crazy because I have athletes that I work with internationally and, you know, I'm like, Hey, how cold was it? And they want to talk to me in Celsius. And then I talk to them in Fahrenheit and we don't have no idea what we're saying to each other. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm, certainly okay. I, can, I get the kilometer thing. We worked that out pretty well, yeah. but even still, it's like when you're talking about how fast you're moving and they want to talk about kilometers and I'm talking about miles per hour and it's, uh, it's just confusing. We should just get it done. Yeah, but, right. <laughs> so I apologize for trying to turn it into miles, but well, guess, and that's okay for that. But uh, re, uh, I'm reminding you, don't even bother about the distance, whether a mile or kilometer. It's more in 24 hour. How, how many, many laps? Lap, right? right. How many laps? It, yeah, the distance on the ground is 800 meter, but right. some it's more in time because so the average lap was let's say let's say seven minutes. Or eight minutes. So, how many eight minutes can you fit in twenty-four hour? You know, That's we're going to turn it into lap. miles. It's like because <laughs> sure. we have gold standards, right? So, uh, right now, I can reflect on um, the accomplishments in Tough Mudder, which are twenty-four hour events, and you know, mm -hmm. the, the the gold standard for that event was get a hundred miles done. Anything beyond that, right? Is entertaining, right? right? Uh, but in this event, you have some running, right? Right. So if I'm correct, it's a five-mile uh, yes. loop. Yes. But you have running, one obstacle, running, obstacle. Where this right. is just obstacle, different. obstacle, 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 obstacle. Way obstacle. different. You're not running, really. Yeah, way different. Yeah. yeah. You don't, you, Sometimes, ooh, you may run 25 meters. <laughs> oh, yeah. How exciting. That, that puts me out of the game. I, <laughs> I work with runners. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna go what can't run yeah. no, I mean, it's, it's gonna be entertaining though obstacle it's obstacle oriented right but so. again it's doable yeah it's fun <laughs> so it's have really you done fun. have you done the 24 hours yourself uh last year i was uh no i was helping i was okay. on the course over there uh i'm also a coach that so i also had clients on the course uh, okay. yeah i was not i think i was coming back from a, a long race or heading to a long race so that was not the right timing for me to, to race that one but uh, the upcoming one yes i'm racing let's talk about the uh the way to register and what the mm -hmm. cost is and things like this so people that listen to this will be able to find you and find you know the yep so you go online platinumrigevents.com uh it's on facebook everywhere as well so just go platinum rig events and you'll have links over there um then if, like like any other races the later you register the price goes up so right now if i'm correct it's like uh, for your team it's 159 dollars am i correct for team of and, four yeah am i i don't want to say sounds cheap wrong things yeah maybe it's per person i would say it's per person <laughs> yes so and it includes i mean but you get your hoodie, uh, you get uh, for like 209, um, you get your custom jersey, some buff, the metal. Uh, also throughout the, um, the whole weekend, everybody, like anyone can be the big winner, meaning we'll, um, we'll do a, a draw to win like a, I don't know, like a $3,000 uh, platinum rig. Wow. So if you register, you're in the draw, period um so that's a cool thing too so yes you can compete and go for the podium prize and money 
but also anyone who register have a chance to win that rig. Yeah, so th that brings me to another question. Now, because I, the principal business is putting these rigs together for sale. Um, yes. Are they pretty good about uh, shipping to the U.S.? Uh, I, don't, I don't wonder how that all works out. Uh, I would say so. I'm not uh, super yeah. aware of how it works, but they have many clients in the U.S., so should be fine. <laughs> well, I <laughs> get many it. Gyms, just... Many races, uh, even um, private uh, people wants to have their own rig in their backyard. Right. I was going to say um, more, more, more so than had been in the past. There's people that are actually looking oh, to yeah. set up a rig at their home. Oh yeah. Plenty. Uh, you got plenty of that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I, I have heard great things about the product. I heard, heard the, the stellar durability and, you know, just great equipment all around. Most of the athletes I speak with about this, they have told me that they're familiar with the rig. They didn't know that there was actually an event. And so mm -hmm. uh, that was what led me to reach out. I wanted to, I wanted to be able to get this information out for those that are interested. And, you know, I'm always interested in seeing if I can help to promote another brand out in the obstacle course racing world. Mm -hmm. no, so, yeah, they're definitely uh, innovative with this event in uh, the world of obstacle course racing. So this is fun. This is refreshing. Uh, and again, either team or solo, but it's, it's a fun event. You're really, uh, there's a lot of camaraderie, uh, as much as you're competing against each other. We're all together <laughs> in there. And, uh, again, it's constantly varied. It's original. It's challenging, fun. Uh, you don't get bored. You don't get mud. <laughs> I was going to say, I could just hear people thinking, I've been in this race for 12 hours and I don't have any mud on me. Yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> yeah. It's a clean race. Like, oh, finally, finally, you know. You're it's not like, like taking shivering. the term clean race to a whole other level. Yep, yeah. Of course, well, we never know the weather. Hopefully, it won't be rain that day, but still. Yeah. There's yeah. no, like, mud pit, intentional mud pit or intentional water station at all. Duck stations, yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I uh, really appreciate you taking the time. I, I'm pleased to have had a chance to meet you. I'm completely impressed with your accomplishments. And <laughs> we should know, talk maybe, about it another time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe so. Maybe <clears throat> when we start talking about longer stuff. Thank you so much. Thank um, I'm you. Gonna it, I'm going to do it again. Let me see. Uh, uh, Elena Dumay. Elena Dumay. That's what I said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was a pleasure meeting you and uh, all the best to you and your, 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 your friends. Thank you, Richard. All right, bye-bye. Well, friends, it's time to bring another show to a close. Be sure and tune in to us next week. We've got a lot of great content in store for you. I want you to tell your friends to check us out. You can always find us on Facebook. Simply go search the Natural Running Network. Drop us a message. I'd love to learn more about you and the things you do. And until then, you have an amazing day.